Yeah, you know, as you can see, Lux, uh, I'm in the middle of the desert here. Uh, yeah, you are in the truly dick-ass nowhere. It's where I, it's where I come to make uh, big uh, life decisions, big financial decisions. You know, it's it's where I came to uh, invent Acoin, the Acon coin currency. Uh, Soon to and, be used in Acon's yeah. uh, new uh, new Wakanda he's creating. Acon, yeah, not to be confused with Ruth Conda. Oh no! <laughs> but but yeah, Lux. Uh, I've been making a lot of big decisions out here in the desert. I've had a lot of time to think, and uh, I kind of made a big decision without you. Uh, I bought Quibi. Oh wow! You bought Quibi. I bought us. Well, we bought a Quibi. I should more say. Oh, I, we bought a Quibi. Yeah. Ah, you're sort of the Matt Damon, and I'm the what's her name. Yes, yeah, exactly. And that's that's your male toxicity that doesn't know the actress's name, not mine. Name the actress. <laughs> no, that's my that's my ingrain. That's that I guess that's shit that we both gotta work out. Yeah, we have we both have things to work on. Let's let's work on that by learning the name of the actress from I bought a zoo. Let's do it. Damn. This is you know, this is why Twitch is better, because they someone could just tell me right now. Yeah, I mean that's the glory of Twitch for sure. Oh, uh, um, but yeah, Queeby, man, it's uh, it's up for sale, and uh, a lot, of, a lot of potential bidders. But I think that uh, I think we have enough segments to to fill the channel. Yeah, we have no, enough bites. Do it. Uh, <sighs> all right. It's oh, it's Scarlett Johansson. Really? Yeah. Wow. I thought it was going to be like a Rosamund Pike. I was really feeling a Rosamund Pike for that one. Uh, can we maybe we can do a remake same exact script same script same cast just sub scarlett johansson for rosamund pike i didn't realize that the Jew, that the caretaker of the zoo was an asian lady. yeah well i guess that's actually woke but you know what'd be even woker is if scarlett johansson uh voiced all the animals uh yeah she's gonna get her she's just not in enough stuff well you know she's mainly a voice actress right yeah, that's true. She's that's she, well. She's mainly she mainly uh, plays uh, people of Asian descent, despite the fact there are plenty of very talented Asian actors. Yeah, that's 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 what's that's what we love about her. And you know, I mean, listen, like on screen, live action, she's a ten, but when it's just her voice, it's an eleven, man. It, she turns it up. Yeah, that's the that's why we all love uh, her roles in various cartoons. I can think of. I'm just uh, talking about her. <laughs> oh yeah right the movie hurt the great film oh. oh that film just spoke to me man i was like dude what if yeah why not girl You're my like, cell wow. phone is my girl my mo my mobile is my girlfriend um it's my my mobile is my lass <laughs> my mobile is my bonnie lass <laughs> oh welcome to ireland um all right man yeah. well how's it how's uh how's it going how's the drive from uh, austin back to la uh garbage uh but you know i've been seeing i've been looking at all this land all this empty land out here and um i've been thinking like we should do something with all this land out here and i, and I think we should be sort of investing not only in quibi but in you know uh one of the big idea projects that we've been working around obviously which is one billion gamers yeah uh you know uh right now as we look we've got you know conservatively like 20 to 30 million gamers in america but if you look at china 
they who knows how many gamers they have and i think that the only really economic uh way to stonewall them is for us to be the first country to reach a billion i think that you need to write a book about this and go on ben shapiro's podcast to plug it <laughs> yeah i think he's really the only uh, you know in these days everyone is such a sensationalist a radical that i just i think that shapiro is one of the only people that can really come to the billion gamers standpoint with you know his his principles you know the, he he's got a lot of founding principles that i think are similar yeah, ben, ben Shapiro, known for having principles. Oh, yeah, known for having principles. Known for being a huge gamer. Oh, I mean, known for being a very small gamer. For being honest, yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a teeny uh, tiny lives in a teacup gamer. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, other than that, I'm I'm in I'm in the land right now in New Mexico. Wait, no, no, I'm not. Where am I? You're in Arizona, aren't you? Oh uh, yeah, now I'm in Arizona, but I was in New Mexico. And New Mexico really, really wanted me to see The Thing. I don't know what The Thing is, but every other billboard, it would be like Chevron, gas station, come see The Thing. And then just like, it would be like, what is The Thing? Uh, And I never really found out what The Thing was. Well, I mean, I guess it's just for your next drive. You got something to look forward to. Maybe that was just a bad story. I don't know. No, I mean, it's an interesting thing. It's just like I have nothing to really add because I also don't know what the thing is. Like, it could be anything. Sometimes like, it's is it like... A big, is it a John Carpenter? Is it a big spider? Is it just some really cool jade because New Mexico loves that shit? It might be one of those things where the it's almost better to keep it a mystery, right? To not know. Yeah, where it's like less cool to know what the thing is. Yeah, or just like part of part of sort of life's grandeur is that you know sometimes we see things we can't comprehend yeah and sometimes those things are the thing yes um, exactly what if, what if it's just uh ben Grimm from fantastic four being like it's clobber in time <laughs> just being like let's get the movie right this time we got it it's just <laughs> yeah ben Grimm, the, re- the superhero from the comic books has been shooting endless copies of the fantastic four movie in a warehouse in new mexico <laughs> Really crazy that they haven't gotten that even slightly right. Yeah, (laughs) it is crazy. If you go, you can see the thing. He's made of bricks. It's clobber in time. Yeah. Um, Um, But but man, I wanted to bring up something, you know, up at the top here. Um, Sure. uh, The Davis prediction system is at it yet again uh, because uh, (laughs) the sales of the old Xbox have been flying through the roof on accident. (laughs) <laughs> yep, I saw. I saw that. I saw you send me that. You share a link on that tweet. Uh, like I said, grandmas around the world would be confused by the terminology of the Xboxes, and I've been proven incredibly right. Yeah, every it's way too close. It's like so. No one is paying that much. Like this is again. We talked about this like a couple weeks ago, but just like PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five. All you have to remember is the fucking number. Yeah. Um. With the Xbox, it's like Xbox One Series X, Xbox Series S, Xbox One Series X, Xbox One Regular. Like, it's a trap for grandparents. It's a trap it for grandparents. It's maybe a grandparent maybe trap. It's, maybe it's by design. It's a grand. Yeah, you've heard. You've seen Parent Trap. Now, now grandparent <laughs> trap. Um, yeah, you know, it's almost like purposeful. Maybe they're trying to offload all the old consoles. You know, maybe it's genius in a way. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe it's like when Asylum puts out movies like Atlantic Rim, <laughs> and, 
And the goal is just to like confuse people into buying them, and that's a business model. <laughs> Atlantic Rim is uh, where you go up against um, France's giant robots, and yeah. they just smoke cigarettes and like. Uh, we are the, we are the kaiju, and we would love to tell you about our alternate reality. We will only be kaiju three days out of the week. The other four, we will be asleep. Yeah, the war is not so important to us. What we want to care about is the rights of men and citizens. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's wild. It's wild. It's happening. It's wild. Um, that. It's. I mean, I guess we just jump into it. It's wild that the Xbox now has fucking Beth- owns Bethesda. Yeah, yeah. That was that, and that's of course the next big thing. You know, um, that actually that actually was a little bit outside the Davis prediction system. That that one worked outside. I didn't really. I didn't see that one coming to be honest. But now that I there's a there's a lot of big sort of things to think about with that, and it's not just sort of shoring up the exclusives in the war against PlayStation, it's way bigger than that because essentially what they're trying to do is stop Apple and Google from owning anything cool. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. They swooped in. It is, it is interesting that it, it, you're right that it probably isn't going to make a mega dent in the console wars. Um, but especially because Bethesda just keeps like letting people down. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Bethesda is a mess, is messy and sloppy. But honestly, I think it would help, you know, to have like, oh, Fallout. If Fallout Five is only available, you know, on Xbox, then that could move a few. Pe- that could move the Fallout freaks um, for sure. Um, but the the larger thing is that it's it's like what what the analysts are saying is. You know, Microsoft was about to buy que- uh, TikTok, not Queeby, something actually useful, TikTok. Yeah. Um, but then they uh, they got swooped out by like a Trump supporter who just uh, uh, happened to come along to that purchase, uh, coincidentally, maybe. <laughs> um, but then analysts are saying it's actually good that they didn't fucking get TikTok because sh- gaming is everything now. Gaming is culture. And this is the year where gaming, as we've said before in this podcast, is now the, the monolith in the culture. And they're trying to make sure that Apple only has shitty mobile games. Like, they do not want Apple to expand out past that. Yeah. And they're they're doing a good job of sort of playing defense on that front, which I think is interesting. It's interesting to think about this in terms of, of who they're cutting off less than what they're getting. But it it's still, I think, at least from my end... Uh, tactically speaking, makes it, it tactically speaking makes sense, but it like doesn't. It's weird that it doesn't move the needle for me. Oh wow! I mean, I mean, all my needles are always moving, you know, up and down. It's uh, it's that's where the prediction system comes into play. I, I have a series of monitors from the eighties that are right, yeah. fritzing back the and needles, forth. Needles can never sit still, but like <laughs> for me, the then like it doesn't really move the needle for me as far as like giving a shit about the system. It's like, really? Because, well, because like, those are going to be exclusives though. I mean, what about, uh, what if there's a great new doom game? What about Skyrim two? Right. But this is what I was going to say, right. Is like we said before, I think that if I'm buying one, I'm buying the PlayStation kind of regardless. And if I buy the Xbox, it's only going to be because there's a sufficient number of particularly good exclusive titles. So all this does is just sets them up to like maybe hit that bar, but that's the bar that they were looking at anyway. 
Right. But like, um, it gives him a little bit of a head start, I guess, but it doesn't really like pop me in the same way. I mean, look, can you you're you have a computer in front of you. Pull up the list of franchises that they have just inducted into uh, Xbox and then and then uh, I'll compare that to the giant surge in Xbox Game Pass subscriptions this month. Uh, which have been like skyrocketing like 200 uh, percent this month compared to other months. So it's like the thing that we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks is will Xbox be able to sell people on this new idea? Uh, PlayStation is winning on the old wa- PlayStation's winning the old war, and Xbox is starting a new one. And and like uh, they seems like they are successfully defining what it is, especially yeah. with this purchase. Yeah, well, this purchase is big for that. So here's the big, the big franchise. We're talking Elder Scrolls. Okay. We're talking Dishonored. Uh, we're, talk- eh. <laughs> we're, we're talking about Doom. Yeah, sure. We're talking about Wolfenstein. That's pretty big. That's huge. Oh, uh, for me especially. We're talking Fallout. Yeah. We're talking the Prey series. Okay, they should have left that one off. Uh, There's and- more than one. Who? Who let that happen? Didn't they make Prey 2? I thought they did. I think they um, did. And who's letting that happen? Uh, there's Quake. Yeah. And uh, there's that game Ghostwire Tokyo, which seemed fun. Right. Which 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 was supposed to be... Uh, I think it was supposed to be exclusive to PlayStation. Now that they've switched and now it's cross. Anyways, it's a that's a lot of franchises. That's a lot of big franchises. Yeah. Um, and that's a I mean, that's a lot of games that you get to now try whenever you want for ten dollars a month, and like that just be, continues to grow this like un like this unbeatable idea. And it's like I just feel like PlayStation is going to realize too late that like this is the new model. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but I think that PlayStation, just on, like, name and game quality alone, is going to pull so much shit that, like, they'll have time to pivot if they absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that this is going to, this is going to, like, break the bank for them in a meaningful way. Yeah, well, and you're right, because, like, and like I said at the beginning, it's this is less about PlayStation. Look at the bigger game. This is really cornering out um, Google and Apple, who... Have have kept on trying to also get into gaming because they see that's where cult, that, that they they're following the culture just like we are, um, but Apple and Google still they're like they're focused on like this like cloud streaming and shit when they should be focusing on IPs and, yeah. and I still and I think that is what Microsoft learned from last generation. Um, and, uh, it's, it's interesting, you know, I mean, well, it also, it's interesting, especially in the context of actually something you said, just like really pops in my head is that like Microsoft or Google and Apple were trying to beat the game market by doing this like internet streaming new model type shit. Um, and Xbox is like, look, if we're not going to win this fight with PlayStation games to games, we might win by going model to model. But then if other people are doing the same model, then we also have to win that fight. But if we can deny the other models any cool games at all, yes. then the only fight is our model versus the PlayStation model, and that's a fight that they think they could maybe win. Yeah, you know, I've been reading a lot about World War One, um, yeah. and this reminds me uh, a lot of it, because essentially, uh, you know, there was a lot of big, great powers like Germany and Austria-Hungary, Russia and France and stuff. Um, and, you know, 
they they kind of were having a, a, a war of uh, of you know who who had kind of property over these uh, certain Balkan states, um, and I guess the Balkan states are I guess these games or these IPs, um, and it, everything was just kind of built on alliances and sort of these wars were fought over who was friends with who and like who had exclusive access to who. Um, and I'm seeing that a lot in the same way here. It's like Google, Apple, PlayStation, and Microsoft are all kind of the great powers of gaming. Um, but it really doesn't add up to much unless you have the right alliances to sort of like, to sort of kick out any type of support or traction for the other ones. Yeah. I think, I think that's a, a pretty good comparison. It's a pretty, Wild time. The one thing World War One was missing was commentary from Doctor Disrespect. Yes. Now, have you seen Doctor Disrespect's take on the console wars? No, I've been driving. Was it today? Today, he said that Microsoft should just focus on the PC and give up, and that <laughs> let the PS5 have the console wars. They're never going to catch up. They got to stay on the cutting edge and work with the PC. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. This. Yeah. For sure. I mean, we definitely need to listen to the the business decisions of someone who's had to call themselves like had to rework themselves three times. Like, I think they call their new business operation like phase three. Pretty bad that you've had to go through uh, two two reset phases. <laughs> so I don't know, I, but I will be pre-ordering the disrespect console. Yeah, when the disres- when the disrespect jammer comes out, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. we'll all we'll all be enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it's I'm I'm into it. I'm into I think I'm into what's happening. I like I like that at least Xbox still I mean, at least after looking at that list, I kind of feel like I should think about this choice more. I still think the PlayStation's just gonna be a lot more fun. Yeah. Um but I do think that Xbox is doing more and more like Xbox's win condition isn't selling more shit. It's making more people think, oh, maybe I should have gotten the Xbox. Like or like people having to stop and pause and consider what to get. Cause like, I don't think there's a world where Xbox wins the war this year. Um, I just think Sony is like too entrenched as the console right now. I think they're definitely going to win last generation's console war this year by just as accidentally selling all their old consoles. <laughs> yeah. Maybe um, yeah, 747% increase but, in sales. But like what I'm, but like what Dr. Disrespect and you are not getting is that they're not selling the console. They're selling this subscription service. Right. But people it, have to buy the console. But, but it, but the thing is, is, no one is no one who has the money for an, a $300 Xbox is the same person who has money for $2000 PC like combination with a monitor and everything. That's crazy. Like that doesn't make any sense. Right, but a lot of those people will split the difference and get the PlayStation because of that. Right. I see. Interesting. Wow. Damn. Um and so like that's that's where they're going to fall behind. I think they're going to fall behind their big but if they can make enough people sort of think maybe I should just get the Xbox. It's cheaper. Or maybe like people who buy the PlayStation are like, man, the Xbox actually seems like it's pretty good. The next generation, if they have enough like positive sort of vibe off this shit, it's conceivable that that's where they can make like a real push. I just don't think that like, I don't think you come from behind to win. Like, I don't think you, you, I don't think you go from downward momentum to upward momentum to win this fight. Hmm. Hey, I, I go from downward momentum to, to upward momentum all the time. If you know what I mean, I truly uh, do not. I stretch. I got a bad lower back issue. 
because uh, of my sex, my constant sex. Because of all the fucking that I do, my lumbar is all messed up. Also, this bad chair. <laughs> yeah, oh. I, I, that's that's one thing I'm excited to get back home for is, you know, my second monitor, my gamer chair. Like, I'm ready to get back in the swing on Twitch. And one of the reasons I mentioned Twitch is because uh, I had a, I had my first, my, my first big stream of my Twitch career. Oh yeah. Let's uh, talk about it. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was way different than what I normally do because I had like almost 500 people watching me and Sam Brown play Warzone. Uh, a lot different than having like 15 people watch you play. Um, actually not that different because here's what I'll say. It was shockingly supportive. Like, I was expect I was expecting to get like reamed like when I played shitty and like I played shitty this time like I I I totally just uh like I just fucked up like for most of the games I play I was playing at a suboptimal performance but damn the chat didn't care they were being supportive they were they were starting little little bits in the chat recurring bits like you know we hear a lot about the male toxicity toxic masculinity and gaming on the internet and it's all definitely there but i we don't get to hear enough about there's a lot of dudes on the internet that just they have a lot of supportive energy and they want to give it out sometimes it is just guys being dudes and that's just the best it's crazy that's what we love to see is when guys are being dudes it's it's cool it's cool that that happened um i'm curious like did you feel was part? Do you think part of your performance getting worse was that you had to like check a chat that was way more live than normally? Slightly. Like I think what I have to figure out with games like Warzone is like I gotta just not talk to chat really during the game, and then like in the lobby and like pre matchmaking areas between games, like maybe talk to chat because I was definitely like talking to chat, be like, oh wait, what? But also like I was definitely hamstrung because I was at my mom's house, so I didn't have my full setup. So, like, only having one computer monitor uh, when 500 people are chatting to you and you're reading it off your phone is fucked up. Yeah, once uh, you get that many people, that's kind of when you need a producer. Like, that's kind of like when you need, like, me sitting in Discord reading the chat and being like, Griffin, David, David Dick Dog asked, uh, where'd you yeah. get that big gun? Well, that's, well, like, going back to that sort of, not necessarily male, but just Twitch supportive energy, there is something incredibly supportive about normal twitch chatters that you know those chatters become your mods eventually if they hang around long enough and you and yeah. you can trust them and them those mods are basically what you just described and like i definitely feel like i needed a mod or two not because anyone's being toxic but but i simply just would not be able to know if someone was yeah well mods do that but then you also need someone to like flag comments for you to respond to which is a little well, bit different. mods well don't mods do that too they can highlight messages yeah but then if you're not re- but if you're not reading the chat it doesn't matter what they're highlighting if you're looking at a different screen you know yeah yeah i mean for sure but uh that's that's the that's why you gotta hey, have you're hired you're hired well i was gonna say or you could just get bennington to do it i feel like that's something he'd love to do uh yeah i mean bennington definitely hopped in the hopped in the chat to uh you know give his classic uh, passive-aggressive support. Yeah, to be like, this game's pretty cool, but you know what would be really cool? If you guys played Fortnite <laughs> with me and these with me and these three 11-year-olds I met on Reddit. Yeah, um, he really he really has quite the... It, it's, uh, it's eyeball emoji, it's sus. That's all I'll say. I mean, look, it's... That guy has what we like to call brand loyalty. And that's something that I don't respect at all. 
Oh. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I mean, I like Bennington. Bennington's great, but the constant uh-huh. brand loyalty sucks ass. I, oh. I think everyone's a cuck for something. That's probably true. I mean, look at me. I've played probably 15 hours of Crusader Kings 3 this week. Yeah, that's great. Um, that game fucking rules. Nice. Um, uh, now, am I going to have to like learn it to read higher than like a fifth grade level? What are we talking about here? The game's pretty slow if you're not reading at a, at least a high school level. Okay. But the game. So so. Okay, let me give you a couple of examples of cool things I've done in this game. Um, first is I accidentally took over Jerusalem, but I did it in such a way that I accidentally turned Ireland into Jerusalem. Damn. No one ever thought of that fix, but my God, it was so obvious. It was right in front of us the whole time. Yeah. I conquered Palestine and then Ireland became Jerusalem. That's crazy because that sound that that was just as plausible as the solution last night in uh, you don't mess with the Zohan. Which I watched last night nice. for the first time. Pretty wild. Pretty wild movie. Yeah, pretty out there, man. That one's pretty out of control. The first half is like Israeli Austin Powers, and it's incredibly fun. And then halfway through the movie, it takes the biggest left turn, and all of a sudden the movie decides it's actually about him fucking old women. Yep. Um, and the rest of the movie is only about that. It completely forgets his dream of being like the best hairstylist uh, and then tries to come up with like a two state solution between Palestine and Israel amongst all this old women fucking. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was a lot. It was movie, a lot to watch with my mom. That movie is a lot. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah. So uh, you, you accidentally you can you can make bold sort of I would even say necessary international uh, security choices choices. Wow. Yeah. So I did that. I also, um, there was a place that I just couldn't conquer. It was this like tiny slice of land that had like an insanely strong army for reasons I couldn't understand. And it was called a little town called America, right? Uh, yeah, it was a a little slice of Europe called America. Um, and I couldn't conquer it. So what I did is I married, my son to their daughter. We love when that happens. And then they had a kid who was my, who would be like my twice down heir. Um, as long as the daughter's original two sons, uh, died. So uh, I had, so I, so I had them murdered. Oh, wow. This is exactly how Florence Pugh and Zach Braff got together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for the sake of a dynasty, um, <laughs> And so then my grandson became the king of all of Jerusalem, but also parts of Italy. Uh, wow. And so I did that. But then the act of getting all these children murdered made my ruler, this lady, uh, Orlaith, uh, go crazy because her main traits were compassionate and just. So every time I murdered a child, she took a lot of stress. So she sure. went insane uh, and yeah. then had to get Women the habit. Crazy. And then so she had to get a habit, you know, you have to get like a weird way to blow off steam. Oh, so, wow. What'd you give her? Gaming? Uh, nope. Uh, it, it, the options I was given were uh, beating up servants or prostitutes. Wait, uh, you, wait, okay. Wait, were you, is beating up the choice for both or is prostitutes having sex with prostitutes? The prostitutes having sex with prostitutes. Okay. So it wasn't like you either beat one or the other. Yeah, It wasn't like you're going to beat something. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I, I was. Uh, I had sex with the prostitutes, and then I got syphilis, the lover's pox, uh-huh. um, which I then gave to my husband. 
uh, and my husband was like, how did I get syphilis? And I had to do a, a challenge of my intrigue stat to get away with being like, I don't know. Wow, you mm. lied to your spouse? Damn. I lied to my spouse and told them I didn't know how they got syphilis. What? Do you think you would have chopped your head off or something? If, if... I don't know, but I was really... I didn't... So, I... Uh, because of how complicated the game is, I lost track of a lot of important character relationships. Right. And so, yeah. I didn't have a lot of allies in court at this point, because I'd gotten confused. Damn. Okay. So, you're basically... some. You're doing some Cersei Lannister You had... Shit. Yeah. You had, so, like, there's... So the one thing about the game that is that legit doesn't is not great is like the fighting stuff, like fighting battles. Like you don't really do much. You just like march an army around, and it's like kind of hard to tell who you're supposed to fight or where you're supposed to go sometimes. Okay, um, I hate it. And that kind of sucks. <laughs> no, that sucks bad. So then it's like I don't like the fighting, so I have to get through a lot of stuff with like diplomacy and intrigue shit, um, which leads to just like all kinds of weird scenarios of me like marrying people off and assassinating people and like lying about guys doing stuff. But it's really right. fun to play the game that way. Right. I'm like, I've covered 200 years of time. Uh, Ireland, or what was once Ireland, is now the Empire of Jerusalem and owns most of the island of Ireland, some of Scotland and England, chunks of Italy, for some reason, a tiny slice of Ethiopia, all of Syria, all of Palestine, uh, and like a little, little bit of Saudi Arabia. Okay, cool. So sort of a, sort of like a, a grand solution of some sort. Yeah, sort of just like a little bit of everything, you know? Yeah, incredible. Um, well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's here's the thing. When you say it, it sounds fun. But I know the second I open it up, and I'm just like, it's a lot of reading. I'm not against reading games. Like Disco Elysium was really good. Uh, and, I, and I like to read. I like Doki Doki Literature Club. But I just, something about it is, feels kind of dense to me. Now, it is dense. Because, it's dense, right? So I, I, you couldn't really recommend it to anyone, right? I, I just, I'm not taking anything away from it. I just really want to. You have to. You I, I have to dial in on how niche this game actually is. I don't think it's super niche because it's not nearly as dense as Crusader Kings Two was. They've streamlined a lot of that stuff, but it is a little niche. Just that, like, if you want to really get into it, you have to read like every event that happens, and events are happening all the time, and so you're getting like a paragraph of text that is not too dense, but the problem will be that it'll be like your son, Brian's like Bryant's uh, and the servant maid Duatmid had uh, an affair in the house of Senator, whatever. And it's like, just keeping track of all these proper nouns yeah. becomes a real, you can always check who everyone is by clicking on them, but then like that becomes For its own sure. ordeal. For like sure. just keeping track of everything is its own is it is like the biggest struggle because the, the fun thing of the game is the game kind of stresses the idea that like you don't need to to win <laughs> like it's not about uh, winning everything it's about just like doing what you're doing and having a good time i see oh. well that sounds fun uh you know i, I I've, I've been busy with a few other things yeah right you've been now. doing stuff so i haven't uh I haven't I haven't felt the need for a new game. You know, I, I've been playing uh, uh, I've been playing a lot of uh, a little game called Super Mario Sunshine. Oh um, yeah, on the Switch. Nintendo Switch. Uh, now, I, I want to be very clear. As a kid, for some reason, Super Mario Sunshine was my first 3D Mario game. So when I think 3D Mario open world adventure. 
I'm thinking about that jetpack and that spray nozzle and cleaning up the town. That for me is base Mario. That's crazy. <laughs> um, I feel like for like 99% of humans, including myself, base Mario 3D especially is platforming and going through those paintings and collecting those stars. Well, that, that's the thing. All the things you just mentioned happen in Super Mario Sunshine as well. You also have to clean. Yeah, no, I know, well, but it's but it's, it's it's funny to think about it as you get those things as a bonus to the cleaning part, as opposed to the cleaning being like a bonus to the sort of like Mario sixty four classic stuff. Well, I mean, the thing about it is though, just like the Mario's had in Odyssey, the the spray jetpack guy, um, he he adds so many new mechanics that change the platforming and like make it like bigger and flashier and like really brings it out in new ways. Like the way that you like use it as a jetpack, and then you unlock more nozzles, like a rocket one. And like one that boosts you fast across the ocean. Um, and there's like one thing uh, about it. Like it's, first of all, it's, it's part of the three pack. I'm going to play 64 and uh, galaxy after that, but I had to play sunshine first because I never fucking beat it as a kid. Because uh, I remembered it was actually really hard, and now that I'm playing it again, I'm like, yeah, this game is fucking incredibly difficult. Just uh, in terms of like a base Mario game, it's way harder than Odyssey. Uh, the the the, plat- the platforming challenges they put in it are frankly insane. Sometimes. Yeah, no, there's some real intense puzzlers in there. Um, it's like a it's like a game that is like really pushing kids and i like like i like that about the mario game design across the board yeah it's like basically every mario game is like harder than you'd think a kid's game should be which i think is how hard all kids games should be um because kids games that are too easy breed children that are used to winning and they're gonna have a hard time Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, the kids are fucking weaklings yeah Uh, but yeah like uh I don't know, like Odyssey still felt very casual to me um, until like the end game stuff, like the extra additional stuff was where they cranked up the, the difficulty level. But like I am screaming at my Nintendo Switch sometimes playing Sunshine. Uh, and, you know, some of it might be the slightly older controllers. I'll, I think a lot of it has to do with like the GameCube controller actually being like perfectly primed for this game because that big, thick, that thick trigger that thick right trigger oh yeah oh yeah like they like they like coded that trigger to like sort of spray the nozzle of your jetpack like at different intervals based on how hard you pushed it and that doesn't really translate to the switches like just sort of like button trigger um so it, it it slightly doesn't feel like the exact same experience in that way unfortunately um but overall like I think the three pack is definitely like worth buying because it's just it's so great to have on the Switch. Yeah, it's. I mean, I love, I love the 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 Switch is just so good. It like the Switch kind of fades out of my rotation every so like I go yes, through this thing where it's same. like I'm pretty much always playing something on my computer and something on the PlayStation. Yeah, and then the Switch falls by the wayside, and then something like this three pack or Hades, yeah. which I started playing on birth suggestion. Right. Um will pop up and then it's like oh yeah i have this thing <laughs> like i have yeah. this incredible portable system that every game on it whips ass 
every four or five months, I like, I'd say every four months, and like, I'm like, oh, it's dusty. Oh, damn, I haven't really touched this. And then, like, a great game comes out. Um, but I'll tell you what, I'm really not into playing. I'm not into playing a lot of games that were console and then like put later onto the Switch. Like, like all the all the Witcher games and all the big Skyrim on the Switch. Like, I just don't think that stuff translates. Like, I, I think these retro ones are decent, but like, I don't want to play like any type of game on the Switch. Yeah, retro games and like cool like artsy indies really work. Yeah. Um, like kind of cartoony or smaller games, really big sweeping games with like a sort of darker, like like yeah, Sky or Skyrim or, or which are really great examples. I don't want to play Assassin's Creed on the Switch. Yeah, exactly. No, that's just a little bit too. And much. They're gonna make me though. They're gonna fuck. They're gonna well, force some, me to though. Someone's gonna come to your house and tie some tie your hands. Yeah, if you're listening, uh, help. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, I've got this itch, Lux, and I don't want to interrupt you. I, I have been talking a lot, so if you have a video game story you want to share, please. No, I mean, I've just been playing. I mean, I guess the only thing is that I've been deep in the new the new magic shit. Yeah, for sure. We talked uh, a lot about that in person. It's true. Uh, oh, and we, oh, we played Call of Duty together. That's what we, we should talk about. Oh, yeah, about. we should talk about that. We played the Call of Duty demo. Yeah. PS5 Call of Duty that we meant to talk about. It's pretty fun um yeah you know and, and you know it was just fun to, I, it's been a long time especially during the corona time and even before that to just sit next to someone else on a bed and pass the controller back and forth there's something special about that experience yeah it's i mean that's like a classic just like sit down chill play play a video game with a bud and then also just like that game a easy to switch off b pretty fun and i don't like shooters but i was having a pretty good time with that dang game yeah it was simple it was a little multiplayer maps um and uh but yeah it was fun and i was like yeah you know what like especially now like i think i think in earlier years when i wasn't streaming video games i would be a little more reticent about playing certain stuff because of like time but I feel like I always need like a new game to play on stream and shit. So like, hell yeah, this looks like more than enough. And if it has all the incredible politics, like it seems like it's going to be a fun buy. Yeah. I mean, I like the Miami level design a lot. I like the weird desert. Uh, Miami Miami was fun. You went in the pool. Yeah. Swimming around the Lux didn't like to sprint around the maps because he actually wanted to look at the maps. Uh, and, and, and just kind of stare at the paintings. It, <laughs> it just kind of made me be like, why do they even make them look so good? <laughs> like, it, it, they look great, but it's like, every time I go to be like, ooh, look at the reflection off this garbage can, I just get shot in the head. It's true. They, it's kind of like, especially in, and not just in Call of Duty, because in Call of Duty, eventually you really will learn the maps inside and out, like the back of your head, because you just play them over and over again. But in bigger budget games, like, for instance, like Ghost of Tsushima, these games kind of create what I would call, I guess, like blurry porn in the sense that like you get the feeling that everything around you looks incredible, but you're just flying by it and like running through it. And there's sort of this this sort of opulence and extravagance to that, that it's like, holy shit, everything looks so great, but I'm like not even stopping to look at it. Yeah, but the thing is, the big difference is in Tsushima, you can stop to look at it. 
and it's like chill. And the game even kind of encourages you to by like having you do haikus and like it's true. They take and like look to do it. Yeah, and like they have like the stuff where like if you see the red leaves, it's like a it's a hot spring, or if right. you see something else, it's something else. And so like you are looking at the world, like dealing with it in that way. You don't have to run through it, but the problem. Uh, and so you can stop. But the problem with Call of Duty is that, like, every time I did stop to be like, this looks cool, I just got killed. <laughs> well, uh, maybe you can just, like, find a YouTube video of someone walking around the map. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's... But, but yeah, I, I hope you get it because it probably will be one of the only games that's cross-play that we could play together. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll probably get it if not if, if only for that reason. Uh, plus, and, I do. Oh, what if the campaign's co-op? Um, that would be crazy because then we could experiment. We could take, we could both be taking orders from Reagan in the same room, our ultimate dream. Yeah. Then we could finally live the fantasy that died the day that, uh, Reagan got old. <laughs> um, cause he didn't die from John Hinckley shooting him. Uh, no. man, speaking of John Hinckley, get Rory or it's the, the, that shirt Rory made the, you don't, you miss every shot. You don't take John Hinckley jr. With the werewolf dunking Ronald Reagan's head. Yeah. That shirt unbelievable i was wearing it yesterday just hey I, be- I believe it i believe it just great all around um listen hashtag know your history i believe it um but uh that, that would be a fun game for us to play but uh there's another game coming out um at the end of this month in about a week and a half maybe even less now um called Baldur's gate three yes that i'm very excited about yes and of course uh it's like the divinity games or whatever and i've been playing those and enjoying them so i'm very excited to play this one uh but i just read a story that there's gonna be twitch integration so your chat can vote on what you should do and what choices you should make uh, See, which sounds incredible i every time i've seen that function i've loved it like i think i talked to you about how Inver- how vermintide had that that you could play vermintide on twitch and the chat could vote for like uh, more enemies or like health drops or like bomb drops. Uh, that's, that's awesome. dude. Like, and like, that's super cool. So and I think sad. that with, with like the idea of making the game so, such that you could play it on Twitch where Twitch gets to influence your choices. Uh, and like, you're just playing as a representative of your Twitch stream is very fun. Yes. Like, I mean, just instantly I was like, Oh wow. Like games are going to start designing for Twitch chat. Like, and, and that just the possibilities of that are, are sort of like endless and like, kind of like, I don't know, really merging the idea that games are starting to be played in front of audiences. Like, yeah. And starting to plan, starting to include that in design is a very cool new step. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, uh, I'm excited for that. And, uh, sort of the winds, I, I was, I was hanging out with my, my brother a lot and he's super fucking into wow. He plays wow all day. And can you blame him? He's unemployed and the world is a nightmare. Um, but he's a huge wow head and it's gotten me excited to connect with him because we got a new expansion pack coming in a month, baby. So I'm, yeah. I'm set. I'm excited. There's a lot. There's a lot on the horizon. It's it's a good time to be a gamer. Yeah, I'm really excited for Shadowlands. Uh, just because, like, regardless of like if an expansion pack from Blizzard like ultimately is like a success over its like two or three year run, it's like 
undeniably always fun to start an expansion pack and wow because like the first 30 to 40 hours are going to be fun regardless and then maybe you get bored of end game but like just being there on the server with like hundreds of people around you excited to like start like running all around but there there is really nothing like it yeah absolutely it's i mean it's like any rpg the opening parts of an rpg like any good rpg are the are my favorite thing about video games <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, just cause it's like this whole new world and you're meeting, you're learning your character and you're meeting all these other characters and there's all this new stuff and it's so cool. And you can, you know, that there's like a whole incredible progression ahead of you to like new different magical lands or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I think that with, I, with wow, there's definitely no reason why it wouldn't be just as sort of uh spectacular. And so it's cool to see that like that's starting to come out. Like that's starting to come back around that Baldur's Gate three, whatever the new obsidian first person thing is. There's a lot of good mm-hmm. RPGs, not, not even <clears throat> Jay, just regular RPGs on the way. I will curtail that though, with the, the fact that blizzard is still embarrassing at writing for the game. Uh, like it just seems like they're like, it's still like a decade behind like the narratives that like other MMOs are pulling off in their games at this point. Um, and I don't know if that's entirely because of just the tone of wow, that's kind of just supposed to be cartoony and silly, but like they just, it just feels like you're just watching like nerds, write TV. And it's like, you guys have so much money, just hire like a writing staff. Like what, like when are games just going to hire like TV writers, like some games do, some, some games, games do. don't, some games do, some games don't. Yeah. Um, I just think they should, uh, I think it would help because like when you, when you sink into something like divinity Two: original sin and you just like, you see like the, the stories on that level. Um, I don't know. It just, it makes wow. Just feel kind of for That's children is TV writing is different, but like there are really good games writers out there. And a lot of them are really good RPG and like tabletop game writers also. Yeah. Um, and those people do work on things like your Baldur's Gates or your divinities and just like including those people in the process really makes a big difference, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, um well, I'm excited to go to the Shadowlands to defeat the people of Hong Kong, uh, and, uh, take back what's rightfully, uh, Azeroth's. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just her right. Azeroth domination on the uh, Eastern seaboard. Yeah. Uh, uh, show Cazador what's good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, damn. I, I got to find a, a motel now. Um, I'm in Arizona. I'm in Tucson. Uh, the last motel I got had a lot of blood on the floor. Well, I think it was blood. I'm not sure. It was a lot of red stains. Um, distressing stuff. Distressing. Yeah. Um, so you got any tips for me? Any motel um, tips? Hotel Tonight's not a terrible way to find stuff. Yeah. Uh, not a terrible app. Otherwise, uh, just like uh, just hit a motel and just like don't look down too much. I'm going to start a, a, a motel for gamers. It's it's already got all the consoles in each room. And, you will lose uh, money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... Uh, here, here's a, here's my tip for dealing with nasty hotel rooms because I've stayed in a lot of them. Um, treat them the way that you treat Ghost of Tsushima. Like just have it all be like blur. Yeah, blur through it. Like Absolutely. just don't de- just don't deal with the deeds. Damn. Well, yeah. I guess on that note, let's just let's just blur through it. Let's, all right. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's, let's get out, out of here. Uh, watch, check out Haley. I need every sound and on Memory Stack podcast. 
Uh, check out Wisecrack. Check out the Chiba Room. Check out everything. We'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Peace.